Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Recorded live. Hey. Hey, Glenn. What's happening? Um, as far as what? Well, you got a <laughs> storm going on there? I keep, I, I was getting like some notification about a storm, but there's no storm I see. Yeah. It oh, just honey. started raining here. Yeah. Dana was telling me he saw that on the, yeah. on his phone. So, um. Been a, it's been a while. How long has it been? A couple months? Yeah. yeah. It's been a while. I've got a uh, uh, problem with one foot. What? Uh, a blister appeared that seems to have turned into uh, an ulcer. That could, in fact, be cancer. What? Oh, my goodness. In my foot. Right behind the small toe on the right foot. So I'm hobbling around with a cane these days. Mm -hmm. And uh, I met with the cell yesterday. I have a a basic problem is I've been to a nurse, a foot nurse in town here, Mm -hmm. and she recommended that I see another person who's got a doctor's degree on feet. Uh, And uh, then I got called in by the cell who said, uh, you know, the OPP has not begun an investigation into the magnetic fields on your property, which they should have done months ago, if not years ago, when, when Tom was killed. So they said, if you go to the doctor and they do something to your foot, before an investigation by the police takes place and they, you know, they take pictures of my hernia and my foot and, and the uh, chapped lips and burning hip and whatever, unless they do that before I go to the doctor, then they'll blame it all on the doctor. 
And that's not what needs to happen. There are millions of people uh, in line for genocide here, and we're, you know, we're not going to be self-serving to fix a problem on one person and then have millions of people die. So you gotta, you got to use the opportunity. And by using the opportunity, it means you may lose a foot or worse. But is that worse than, than millions of people dying? We don't think so. What do you think they said? Me? If you balance it out, it's not worse. Losing a foot is not worse than means of people dying. It's, I mean, yeah. So I I uh, I told them, well, I'm going to write a letter to the doctor and hand deliver it to make sure they can't claim they didn't see it uh, by getting into a taxi so that there's a witness to by delivering the letter. And I I went to the library yesterday afternoon because I can't basically write here. There's no place here. It's cold and and dark. And so I took a taxi, went to town, went to the library 10 o'clock in the morning, and I look at the door and it says, Wednesday hours, 1 o'clock. So I had to go uh, back to a meeting with the cell, and uh, they dictated basically what I was to say. Is Danny on here, too? Uh, he should be coming in in a little bit. He's not on at the moment. Okay. I'll get, get the, uh, the letter. I made a copy that I gave them. Marcel said that uh, this is what is required uh, for them. So the letter is addressed to Melanie Atkinson and it uh, completes a patient intake form on the first page, which basically asks things, your name, your address, your phone numbers, your married, your email, your uh, who referred you to them. Uh, are there any other medical conditions that we should be aware of? Uh, cancer is one of them, maybe, I put beside it. Hernia, foot blister, ulcer, question mark. <clears throat> and then uh, list any sports activities, interests, work on bush and farm work. So then it's uh, blisters or ulcers or cancer is... The, the problem. Uh, 
have I had any treatment? No. Uh, List the attached medication, none. Burning sensation at the right hip. Running nose when eating, cracked lips. Slight pain in foot blister. Wear glasses, walk with a cane sometimes. Hernia enhanced by electromagnetism. No, I'm not pregnant. Do you have uh, insurance? No. Are you a veteran? No. Sign, Glenn Keeley, April 11th. Then there's a disclosure sheet that I was given by the doctor. Uh, We are legally required to inform you that the details of your health information shall be kept secure and confidential. However, on occasion, it may be necessary for us to disclose personal information to other health care providers for diagnosis, assessment, or treatment of your health issue. We will notify you if such actions are required and ask you to sign a release of information form prior to sharing any information with other parties. So I put C attached, sign Glenn Keeley, disclose to OPP, Ontario Provincial Police, immediately. Uh, Then there's the letter. Melanie Atkinson, Dear Pod, Pod is the nickname for Chiropodist. I am hereby informing you that I will not attend our appointment schedule for Monday, April 16th, 3.30 p.m. 2018, but will be open-minded to another date if dot, 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 End of page one. Page two. A conspiracy consisting of genetically modified sleeper cells operating under deep cover within the bureaucracies employed by, but not working for, Canadians, including Ontarians, is currently fully operational at the following. Bell Canada, Ontario Hydro, Services Canada Revenue, Canadian Border Services Agency. This conspiracy is charged with bringing about a genocide of both Canadians and Americans residing on both sides of the border, 300 miles on both sides. Also, unbeknown to most police, they, in fact, following our 30-year investigation, are the conspiracy's patsies, who, as first responders, must always be eliminated. See OPP headquarters in Aurelia, (coughs) Ontario, code name 777. Ms. Atkinson, I am the 76-year-old founder and chairman of the Canadian Institute for Political Integrity since 1987 and incorporated in 1992-93. 
I suggest, Melanie, that your time spent looking at my sores resulting from electromagnetic field popping up on our farm could best be used instead to make a phone call to the OPT, see copy of card for, uh, of card for details, uh, and I've attached a copy of the OPP card along with hers on the last page. Report and report this communication. Melanie, please be aware that I love Canada and Canadians dearly, especially at the times prior to 1972 when police cared more about protecting our citizens rather than what they do now, caring more for promotions, raises, and pensions, and pension-filled careers. Before I leave this life, my wish is that I help the OPP regain the respect of Canadians like when once they used to earn it. <laughs> Page five. The OPP have aided and abetted Bell and Hydro by tampering with evidence at our Giacomo Meadow on our farm in Oxford Mills. To keep their secret from becoming known in a court of law, they kidnapped my wife, Jennifer, and handed her over to CBSA, who deported her back to California when a court hearing prohibited such a move. That way, no one would be told of Tom Byberg, our tenant's murder, by electromagnetism generated to the level of explosions under the basement floor. Page six. Creation is not a person. It's a process. Genocide is not creation's doing. It is done by humans. When will the OPP regain respect by investigating what we know and what was done to us? An ulcer is a port of entry for other problems. See cancer. Millions will die. I got a call back from them saying they were returning my money and they didn't want to have any part to play in this. I said to them that you already have a part to play. By doing what you're doing, you will be certainly called as witnesses in a court of law that cannot be controlled by bureaucrats. And um, she went and, and talked to somebody, the girl on the phone went and talked to somebody, which I believe is the doctor, and she came back and she said, we can't book you an appointment until June, July time frame, because everything up until then is booked. Not true, but 
that's what she said, so that, you know, whatever happens to my foot would have progressed beyond repair by June or July. So that's what uh, I brought them. I read it to Jennifer this morning, and uh, she said, if you can send me a copy, uh, I will... uh, I will use it here. So I'm I'm uh, asking the uh, the cell what they want me to do with with this, and they said make copies, drop one off at the uh, OPP, one at every media you come across in your neighborhood. Uh, and um, every time you see a policeman where you can hand him something, give him a copy so that the secret is not kept by management. Hmm. You want to make a copy, I'll, you know, I'll, I could put it, send me one, I could put it on the internet. Yeah, I will, uh, but I got... I got to do the local ones first. Mm-hmm. Well, Jenny could send it to me if you send it to her. Yeah. She's probably in a better position because she can put it on her computer. Yeah. I don't have a computer, and dealing with the mail is, is about like dealing with the devil. Because mm-hmm. they are part and parcel of the problem. By the way, Dana's on right now. Hi, Dana. Hey, Glenn. Hey. Did, did you hear the letter? I've been on, I, I guess, 10 minutes, so I've heard, I don't know what was I think he heard up I think he heard page uh, two. Up to page. page two? Yeah. Okay. So page one was addressed to Melanie Atkinson and her address and stuff. I am hereby informing you that I will not attend our appointment schedule for Monday, April 16th, 3.30 p.m. 2018, but will be open-minded to another date if. And then on page two, it starts with a conspiracy consisting of genetically modified sleeper cells operating under deep cover within the bureaucracies employed by but not working for Canadians, including Ontarians, is currently fully operational at the following, Bell Canada, Ontario Hydro Services Canada Revenue, Canadian Border Services Agency. (coughs) This conspiracy is charged with bringing about a genocide of both Canadians and Americans residing on both sides of the border. 300 miles on both sides from the border. Also unbeknown to most police. Did you hear that? Yes, I heard that part. Okay. So we're going to be distributing copies to as many policemen as we can. Mm Mm-hmm. 
because we can't trust management at, at police uh, or the the girls at the front counter are probably even worse. Yeah. I get those uh that doctor Emily. Yeah. I get the feeling that um so either see in their thinking it's either two things, like they got your letter and looked at it and said, Whoa, what did what what's going on here? What are we involved in? Or yeah. they just think you're crazy. Yeah. Is it a doctor's office or like one of those urgent cares or emergency room? Like, what, where did you go? It's a, a place called, called Body and Soul, <laughs> which uh, basically supposedly treats uh, body uh, illnesses but specializing in feet care. So over the last few months, I've developed a... a ulcer on the side of my foot. Um, This is following the hernia and all the other problems you have living under these conditions here that I've had since we moved here. You know, I've limped over some period of time at the beginning where I, I couldn't jump over the fence properly to get to feed the animals. When when the snow blocks the gates and stuff like that, all these things. So this this uh, ulcer on my the side of my foot, just behind the small toe, uh, is um, uh, something that appears to those people I talk to to be potentially cancer. Well, and and. I don't want anybody to touch it until the police have started their investigation on uh, uh, the electromagnetic effect on human beings. Uh, and, And not only did they not start the investigation, they provided... Uh, guards for hydro when hydro came and and put a shield to hide the readings on my uh, meter so that nobody could say how come they sent Keeley a bill for seventeen thousand dollars and and now nineteen thousand dollars when all he used up doesn't even make up a thousand dollars. That's the uh, the meter on the pole in the back uh, metal. Mm. Right. It has ten plugs on it. It was put up originally to be uh, there to help build a barn, and uh, we never got the enough funding to build a barn so it it basically was used when they shut off the power to the house to bring uh, power to the uh, truck so that uh, I could charge things from from the truck 
if the truck doesn't work, but if, if it had a plug in it, the plug, I could charge things. Uh, so, and it's near the entry gate to the farm. So, uh, they started charging me, uh, uh, I think it was, uh, 120. Then they boosted the price to 240. Then they boosted the price to four something. Then they transferred the debt they said I owed on the house to that phone, which would make it, you know, $20,000. But, of course, the meter doesn't jive with what they're saying. So, and since I paid for that, it wasn't here when I arrived. I, I used my pension money uh, back pay to put in two two telephone hydro poles uh, to the back and the wiring and all that I paid for cost me six thousand dollars when the sale saw that uh, post at the back they said this is going to be helpful one day it's going to be where the court will sit. But in the meantime, uh, use it for what what you can get to have minimum access to power. And when they saw I was doing that, they came and put a shield on in front of the face of the meter so you can't see the numbers, and they shut off the power. And sent me a bill for nineteen thousand dollars. So, if there was a police investigation, the first thing they have to do is look at uh, the the hydro poles and how they're grounded and how they're covered or protected. And then they have to look at the damage that was done to the house. Now, of course, Tom was not a a uh, prime healthy candidate, but he was much happier since he had moved here than he had been in B.C. And he was doing the cooking, as you know, and that, that type of stuff. Uh, he called me, uh, it was in uh, 2014, I was still living in the RV uh, for for most of the time, and he said there, there's explosions going on under the house. And I said, Megan, when she first brought her RV here and was going to spend the summer, decided to leave because she said to me, I couldn't sleep at night. Sounds like there's construction going on underground. Under my RV, I can hear it. 
So I thought, now she's making an excuse not to stay here. But when Tom said he could hear noises underneath, uh, I moved into the basement to hear myself. And, of course, I could hear. And as I stayed there, more and more uh, pain in my scrotum and uh, chest and body as a whole began to occur. So I said, I got to find out what the hell is making this noise under the house. So I started digging a hole. Uh, if you remember, there were stairwells on the south side, outside, beside where we'd park cars or trucks, and you'd go down in the basement from there. So uh, just beyond the top platform, I started digging outside. And as I dug, I came across the wire that came from uh, Hydro and Bell, which are connected together, one with a big wire, the other one with a fine wire, and came down to this uh, uh, lightning rod type of rod. So I started digging there and going down, finding as I went down that there was some ridiculous construction that had gone on underneath there because the pipe that is supposed to gather up water that might affect the foundation, which is a, about a six to eight inch round pipe with holes in it, um, it's supposed to be installed in a way to catch the water and lead it out of the foundation area to uh, another place uh, further away downstream so that the water flows away. But here, it had been done in the opposite way. It was capturing water from the surface and bringing it down under the house. And I took that pipe out to at least stop the damage. It wouldn't uh, be helpful to natural flow of water, but uh, it would at least stop the surplus water being brought down there. And then I started to re read on uh, Michael Faraday's concept in the 1800s of... Uh, uh, electromagnetism and and the effect it can have on people and and I had a flashlight that said this flashlight is operated without a battery on uh, electronic electric magnetism um, and and do not uh, I forget what the wording is, danger, do not keep it in your pocket or something to that effect. So I said, if a little flashlight like this can affect a human being, what the hell can electromagnetism affect 
when you're dealing with the ground and you're dealing with big poles with with uh, grounding wires that have not been covered and you have this rod this this grounding put in by whoever put in the electricity uh, and, and here I am, three feet underground, and I can't push this rod in any manner, shape, or form to pull it out. And I had taken the truck and tied the pole onto the truck, and the truck couldn't pull it out. The truck's wheels just kept spinning. So I went to the neighbor uh, on on the south side there who used to live here. And I asked the guy, I said, do you know anything about the, the grounding rod uh, beside the house that you used to go and see your girlfriend in. He said, yeah, yeah. I said, well, I've dug down three feet and I can't budge it. How long is that rod? He said, oh, 22 feet. I said, 22 feet. That's impossible. Somebody has to pound that rod into the ground and there ain't nobody equipped to pound a 22-foot rod without some real big heavy equipment that you find only on oil wells. So I kept digging, and I got down to uh, just around four feet, and it was getting dark outside, and I tried to push, and I couldn't move it. So I went to bed. Next morning, around 10 o'clock, I go back down in the hole, and I was going to dig some more, and I tripped a little bit in going down, and when I was toppling over, I touched the the rod with uh, the end of my fingers, and it budged. So I got up and I pulled, and there was no problem at all. It had another foot in the ground or so. And, uh, hey, I said, there's only one thing that could do that. This rod had been magnetized, and somebody shut it off overnight. Something happened to shut, shut down the magnetism. Now, what does that incur and what does it all mean and and i was looking at you know four feet down where the water was coming from the surface to under the foundation and there is a pattern of rocks laid out that that could not have been done unless done on purpose and that's when I got to dig under the foundation and made my way in about 10 feet. 
15 feet maybe. I'm not quite sure because can't measure while I'm down there, but it's certainly longer than me uh, by uh, a number of feet because <clears throat> I was totally under the house. And <clears throat> I came across a, a tag uh, that said uh, uh, Ontario Hydro. So I started widening, digging around there, and then stuff was falling from the foundation, my roof, the basement floor on the other side. Um, and I noticed if I turned around and looked up instead of down, that there was a whole patch, probably about uh, three or four feet, that was not there in the cement foundation. And either it had never been there, or it had been eaten away by something so that where the foundation should normally be uh, about eight inches in thickness, that area had lost about six inches. That would mean that from what was left to the floor of the basement could not be more than two inches. So I went and got a drill, and I said, I've gone this far, i got to check this out. But I have, I spent at least an hour unable to budge anything in in that top two inches with any drill, steel drill, whatever drills I have, or there was one for almost anything. But it just wouldn't wouldn't act on anything against the gravel that I could see as as the floor of the basement. But of course naturally only a couple of feet only a couple of inches, I should say, thick. So what I did was try to calculate the distance between where that was by the length of my shovel and then go upstairs starting at the wall, put it down, and it would tell me that it was right in the middle of the the room where we go, not, not the back room where the furnace is and that, just, just that front part. It was right in the middle of that, next to the bed where you slept, Danny, and where I had been sleeping for months now. So, is it any wonder 
that a gravel floor under the house for 40-some years receiving water as the mode of transmission, water is the mode of transmission of electromagnetism, through gravel, through rocks. And I kept looking around as I dug, of course, and setting out the rocks that I picked up. And you can see that when you have a a rock that contains other things that you can see like red and and pink and white and crystals and stuff like that that the outer side of the rock will not be affected in the same way as the inside of the rock. And if you turn on electromagnetism, it creates a change in heat that I discovered later with thermometers out in front. As soon as the sun comes out, some of the thermometers that are linked to the basement rocks that I took out go uh, all the way around the thermometer and past the bottom up on the other side. You know, I go outside, I know it's zero degrees outside, and if it's sunny, I'll look at one thermometer, it'll say zero degrees. I'll look at another thermometer, it'll say zero degrees. I look at another thermometer, it says 19 degrees. I look at another thermometer close to the stuff that came from the stairwell, 50 degrees. Then I look at the fifth one, zero degrees. Look at, when I say zero, within one or two degrees. One or two or three degrees depending on the shade that you have. So the right temperature on half the thermometers, the wrong temperature on the other half. So I pick up three thermometers that are reading right, and I switch them with three thermometers that are not reading right, and guess what? The ones that are not reading right now start to read right, and the ones that read right now start to read wrong. So I'm sure that it couldn't have affected somebody who slept there for a couple of days to the extent that it does with people who live there. And looking at the history of the house, the father died, the girl bore a mentally handicapped son, and then the mother finally died in the house. 
And here I am developing all of these wounds on my body. Now, what is going on in 908 County Road 18 that the police or the CVSA or Bell Canada and certainly Hydro know and are not telling people? Well, what is going on is that people are affected by electromagnetism. Our body is made up of two different circuits, one for fight flight and the other one for normal activity. And electricity passes through the system and is heading for glands to which it gives instructions that... <clears throat> are based upon what a normal situation should be. However, when that starts to be affected by electromagnetism, it causes the glands to clump. And when they clump, they can't do the original job they were supposed to do. So what do you do when you have clumps in your glands? You end up with your biggest gland, your brain, developing things like strokes, followed way down the line with the worst part, Alzheimer's. In your heart, you develop clots in the blood sticking to the sides and you get heart attacks, angina. But if anybody, and I look at my neighbors, and John Worm, I don't know, Jared, you, you, did you go to his place? John Worm, the the one to the right or the left facing your house from the street, which no, uh, down down um, uh, Jig Street, and he's a textile worker. He repairs Chesterfields. No, I, I, I haven't been to any of your neighbors' houses. Okay, uh, because I had suggested at that time that he might be interested in you to work in the textile if you were able to move to Canada and help him with his chest of fields and chairs that he recovers. He's an upholsterer at work, and he's on the political side, he's an upholsterer of history. He wants to cover up what the Nazis did. Okay, so... He works on a cement floor. He's had strokes. He can hardly walk anymore. And he lives about not quite a kilometer, I guess, from here. The guy, as I said, who was born here and moved next door 
is mentally handicapped. They lived in the basement. The guy across the street, 9-11, German Gorel, have a mentally handicapped boy as well. It all seems to affect men more than women. Mm. Now you have to think back at, at the beginning of time because as the big 8-0 chart describes, you have what we would call modern time. And it starts at 4000 BC and ends at zero and then reverses the path going back backwards. Well, the first baby ever born, I've told you this before, of the human species could only come across the the place they were in to being a human being could only make that journey by accident. It is all based on the elements of minerals moving through the earth. And when they accidentally one in a million, one in a billion, uh, come together with the right balance of elements, it creates life. So you can imagine that the first child that survived was not the first because there's millions and billions of years from the creation of the planet to first life of human beings. So maybe in, in what is now South America or Africa or North Pole or whatever, kaboom, by a stream or a pool of, of water, polluted water probably, uh, a child would would turn from a fetus into a baby uh, in the water and, and work its way out to the shore, but would die. No food, no ability to get food when you're that newborn and die. Until one day, a lioness, female lion, or a jaguar, or any of the big cats that you know of, comes walking by. And it is in the instincts of cats, if they see a baby cat, 
someplace or a baby of anything, cats eat cats, they'll eat it. That applies probably to about 30% of cats. There's another 70% of cats divided into two categories. One category sees a baby and walks away. The other cat sees a baby and steals it from its own mother. But here, in this case, there is no mother. So the cat picks up in its mouth in in a way that they do not to hurt and takes it into the cave where it lives. And there in that cave is the cat's background. And if you look at TV today on the Golf Channel or some other NBC probably, you will see there's a tournament on. It's called the RBC Tournament. Take a look at the logo of RBC if you ever get to see it. It's Royal Bank of Canada. And I know, Jared, you've been in the Royal Bank of Canada. Yeah. If you look at their logo, there's a cat. Big cat, licking its chops, holding planet Earth. And under the Earth are the letters RBC, rats, bats, and cats. (coughs) Number two is number one. Number one is number two. Why do they call a second on a clock a second, not a first? It's because there's something that came before the second that's in hiding. And what could that be in the English language except an ant. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. An ant has gone into hiding underground. An ant goes around above ground picking up everything that's useful to it and takes it down to its place underground. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. So 
So at the front missing in front of RBC is ants, rats, bats, cats. Big cats outside. What does the charitable organization that models itself on being the bosses of industry and politics call themselves? The Lions Club. Bankers belong to the Lions Club. Like ants, they bring the money in and it disappears. And if you want it, you can't get it. But if somebody else makes a deposit, they will lend you that other person's money on which they charge one for keeping his money and investing it, and they charge the other one for keeping its money and letting you come back and take it and spend it when you need it. Where does the money go? It goes to Wall Street. What is Wall Street except Somebody very rich steals from somebody middle class. Not, not can't steal from the poor, they got nothing. So they steal from the middle class. How do they steal? They steal by controlling the stock market. Mm-hmm. Since they're investments in the stock market are so fantastically large, whatever they do with their money will affect the stock market. You're dealing with people with trillions of dollars betting against people who are thousands of dollars at most in the vast majority. And it's interesting to know that the average person that makes an investment in the stock market and wins, which is not by far the most of them, Make 5% in a year. Mm -hmm. While corporate people, corporations that invest in the stock market, make 10%. And politicians like senators make 15%. In other words, the people with the money make the rules for the earth. 
and get paid for it through the stock market rather than through bribes. Now that I've given you background on what happens, you have to look at that big 8-0 with a different mindset. You have to say that chart of genetically engineered human beings that starts in 4000 BC and returns after hitting zero, that chart is the least important. What's most important is what came before and in 4000 BC was the end of the Ice Age from 8000 to 4000. What came before the Ice Age? Hundreds of thousands of years compared to 2,000 years that we, the religious dummies, think about, if we're stupid enough to be religious all our lives, we, we deserve it. And, and that top part is the most important part to explain what's happening now, and they don't teach anything about it in school because they don't know. But yet, it becomes the least important part once this part, the part we live in, ends and the future begins in space travel. So in other words, the people who lived before us, before the Ice Age, knew as much as we know today, but could not prove that what they believed to be true was right because they had no large population to run laboratories in to prove out what they believe to be the truth. So they created our time after the Ice Age as a laboratory. As a matter of fact, in England, they called the two political parties Labour and Tory. <laughs> And they sent a bunch of people out, British Empire loyalists, to set up North America. And then you bad guys <laughs> stepped on their foot and said, fuck you. You're not making us a division of you. We're going to be independent. And in 1776 to 1783, change came about in the relationship between England and the U.S. 
And when that happened, a whole bunch of British Empire loyalists who lived in the U.S. moved to Canada. (laughs) So many of them moved that they were able to take over control of Canada away from the French. And then their controllers back in England said, a bunch of you get back in on the other side. We need sleeper cells all over the U.S. And the day has come now when the U.S. has served its purpose. It's developed what is required for space travel. And proven that what the people who became ants and went underground and hid while this activity was going on in the Moho discontinuity, accessing it through the shields of the world because those are the original uh, continents that existed, not the plates that we have today. And down there, they built their society as spies. And they made Antarctica their above-ground headquarters for coming in and out with their spaceships, such as flying saucers coming out of mountains. Perfect design for coming out of a hole. And they steal what the laboratories learn and match it up with what they knew. And when it does, they give them a prize, Pulitzer Prize, an Academy Award, a Stanley Cup, a Super Bowl. A Super Bowl of fish soup. When the loo at the Sioux happens, what will happen to the people downstream? They will become part of a soup of fish and humans. The Bible says that one guy gave away his entire control over the world in return for fish soup. Hmm. They don't need control except to get rid of us. So they created religion 
and set religion as the first government of the people, which evolved later into politics. And that religion was created in North Africa, Western North Africa, in an area around Morocco. called voodoo. And when the religious people were asked, how are you going to control they said we have power to control and we control from a distance the concept of the doll with the pin stuck in it. When Moses said to the king of Egypt, let my people go, and the king said no, Moses' brother threw his rod upon the floor, and it started to bounce and jump all over the place. Somebody was playing with magnetism under the floor. The covenant, the Ark of the Covenant. Look at the pictures. A box, two things sticking out, and an electric jump from one to the other side. Negative to positive, positive to negative. Arc of the covenant. Covenant is a contract. That's what we're living in, and that's what we're dying from. I had always been told that the average lifespan for human beings should not be below 120 years. But they brought it down to 40. And then they slowly built it up so they could claim credit for having discovered cures. You don't need cures if you don't cause the damage. Electromagnetism is not a bad thing. It's required if it's in balance with the planet. But when it surges and is out of balance, It takes everything close by along with it. Ontario Hydro doesn't want to come here and the police don't want to investigate Ontario Hydro and Bell for creating surges in our electromagnetism on this farm because electromagnetism is the most important method by which they control. 
what do they want to do next, in which hundreds of billions of dollars is currently being invested in something called G5, to be made public in 2020. 2020, where you will know everything instantly because your glasses will tell you everything instantly as you walk down the street. A person walks by you, you'll see his name. Hi, George. That's why they have to put in wireless antennas all over the place and they're spending billions of dollars. But most important to them and always has been from the beginning is transportation. The thing they don't like about transportation is they don't control it. Once it's built by them, it has to be handed over to human beings to control it. But once they have electromagnetic cabling put underneath all the highways, driverless cars can proceed down the highway never having to stop to recharge. They just get a bill for what their car picked up along the way. Trillions and (coughs) trillions of dollars from driverless vehicles. They're there now. So they don't need us anymore. And over the next 40 years, to 2058 with a four-year give or take. 2058 becomes 2062 or 2054, give or take. Forty years, they need the place cleaned up. They want nobody in control. They don't want politicians in control. They don't want bureaucrats in control. They want the current batch of sleeper cells in control. And the current batch of sleeper cells only lasts a few hundred years. And they're replaced with what they've worked out to be the next version. Genetically engineered human beings are genetically engineered from good people who've had the good parts removed and replaced with nasty. And then they get $100,000 a year instead of $40,000 a year working as policemen or military security. 
But like every other person on earth, they are only useful for a duration of time. And when it comes time to change the batch, you bring in refugees that you've made in a place where nobody could see. Syria is one of those places. And then you create war, pestilence, famine, and disease to keep a whole bunch of people busy. While you turn to a cataclysmic event to depopulate a region. Blue at the soup. When the water comes, it'll come into Canada first and then will expand into the U.S. When it comes, number two is number one. Yeah. <laughs> when it expands in the U.S., it takes out millions of people in Canada. Most of the time, it be hundreds of thousands of people. But the first place it's heading for is Aurelia, Ontario. And for some unknown reason to people, in 1949, the Premier of Ontario moved OPP headquarters out of Toronto to Aurelia. Now, why would you want to put the equivalent of a national police force in a small country town? in direct line with the Lou at the Sioux. Unless you had a plan. And why would you give them code number 777 and tell them they're lucky? They're number one. The water will flow 40, 60 feet high right over OPP headquarters. First responders will have nobody to contact. Why would anybody want to put the military on a border? If not, that some borders are more dangerous than others. National Guard is going to the border on the Mexican side of the U.S. But the military is on the border on the Canadian side. Fort Drum. It is the Mountain Division located at Fort Drum. Where are the mountains at Fort Drum? The closest thing you could call to a mountain is Montreal. 
Mount Royale. Flooded to a point where I used to work. 1081 Beaver Hall Hill. That comes above Old Montreal, which is below the hill, New Montreal, which is above the hill, and Rich Montreal, which is on the top of Mount Royal. What's on top of Mount Royal? Religion. What's down below? On one side, Outremont, the rich French. Um, What's the name of the other place? The rich English are there. And then the rich Jewish community are there. McGill University. What is a gill? It's oxygen receptors on a fish. Guess what? I have a telephone. My telephone tells me where I am at the top by me pressing Oxford Mills. However, I discovered last Christmas that somebody went home for Christmas and forgot to change their system because what appeared on my telephone was McGill University, mm-hmm. 385 Sherbrooke Street West, the base of Mount Royal. Yeah. Bell Canada's offices were across the street. Their national headquarters for Bell Canada was across the street from me on Beaver Hall Hill. If water comes to the edge of Sherbrooke Street in Montreal, Bell Canada is underwater on Beaver Hall Hill. What? Where does a beaver live? Underwater. So what did Bell Canada decide to do? They decided to move to Hull, Quebec, not tell anybody that's what they were doing, just make it look like a branch operation, (laughs) Hull, Quebec, right across from Parliament Hill, right next to the museum you used to go to. Uh uh And what property did they steal in order to build that building but mine. Uh, wow. And how did they get it? Through the Prime Minister's office, they bribed the Prime Minister. 
Ryan Mulroney. Who are the people that the court said in 1991 when I went to court in Ottawa? Who are the people? The Prime Minister's Chief of Staff. Senators. Cabinet Ministers in Brian Mulroney's government. The bastards at Bell Canada built their building because of the land I acquired for them without knowing they were going to steal it from me because there was a school on the site. The school would not move because they said politicians will make our kids take the bus and go someplace else to school. And I said, no, you go around your area, pick out a place, we'll build you a school. You move into the school for 400 kids, give me the keys to the old school. That's what they did. And as soon as they moved, we knocked down the school. And then an attempt at having me fired was started by my two partners that I gave their one-third interest to an architect and a financier. And the court said, no, Glenn Keeley is the president. You have a unanimous shareholders agreement And just because you now have 66% and he has 33%, you can't override his decision because you need unanimous consent. And that was the end of our project because I said, I would never work with these people on anything. And I said, pay the bills. I'm going, and I took no money for myself, and I made sure that all the bills were paid, and my wife got $5,000 so that she could move, and I got divorced. And I said at right at the beginning, I used to say that Canada was a democratic country ruled by laws. I lied, not on purpose, because that's what I was taught. What it is, is a crooked country ruled by crooks. And I'm going to go find out the bottom of this story. And I took from 1987 until 2006 when the cell came up to me and said, we've come here to help you. And I said, 
why would you help me? And they said, you earned it. You earned it by showing respect for other people. You earned it by not ever giving up. And it's not over yet, and you're going to need help. And then that's when Jennifer called me back. We had spoken from 2003 to 2005, I think it was. And the last thing she had said to me is, what do you think about life after death? And I said, having no proof that it exists, no proof that it doesn't exist, I have no firm opinion, however, I'm leaning on the side of there is no life after death. And Jennifer said at that time she hung up the phone and decided that her life would consist on her work and her home, and that would be it. Now, when she called back in 2006, she said, are you still of the same opinion? I said, no. This is the evidence that I have. I was approached in the bush by people who called themselves the cell. They said they are 26 in numbers and come to Toronto, you'll see them all in one place. Next morning, I went to Toronto. I went and found in the Don Mills area of Toronto the place that I had been told to go. There was if I remember correctly, no two doors and, and no way for me to get in. But while I was standing at the door, somebody came in or out, and, and I grabbed the door and walked in, up the stairs, and I went to a boardroom where there were 26 men, And they said there are no women in the group. And I I said that's that's not a very balanced approach. But in the meantime there's nothing I can do about it except I recognize in the group of people four people that I knew two uncles and two former workers with me, all of which I knew were dead. They said they were 26, and the 26 all had some connection to me in 
this life or another past life. And that each one of them could call upon experts from people who had lived and died under a process called quantum disestablishment. And those experts could come from people that I had known in the past to do any specific task. They totaled 144 people came in and out of that group and they as the cell could ask that certain individuals be brought in and at that time uh, I asked for uh, I'm trying to think of his name uh, there's a guy linked to Mulrooney they called him Mulrooney's Bulldog because I figured he knew more about Mulrooney than anybody else uh, I'll think of his name I can't remember it right now in any event Recently, I've asked for uh, George Petrovic. George, in his foreign language name, was Dordy, D-O-R-D-E. And uh, he's, he's a painter of the future. <coughs> and I asked as well for Michael Faraday. And those people are assisting the cell, and over the last month or two or three, they have been concentrating on McGill University. McGill University used to operate uh, the Montreal Neurological Institute under a guy called Wilder Penfield. Is it so strange that Jennifer had at one time changed her name to Wilder? Arizona Wilder, I think it was. And then said, I don't know why I did that, but I returned back to my original name, which is linked to Angel. Nagel is just Angel with the letters changed around the same as Glenn except for the A because I don't have the underground help at the beginning it's not a Glenn it's just Glenn which is four of the five letters of angel and guess what Montreal Neurological Institute had been closed and a new hospital built by McGill University and the governments for a billion dollars. And what did they call it? Glenn. Come off it. Montreal Neurological Institute says something. What does Glenn say? 
It's an Anglophone name in a Francophone community, mostly, although it's in the Anglophone side of things at McGill University. Well, what's a glen but a meadow? And where did they hide the meter reading but on our farm on the meadow, on Glen? Tell the world not to worry. Creation is on our side. Dying is not the end of anything. Living is not the beginning of anything. What we do, and it's now known that the scientists, top scientists in the world, Died recently. Oh, Dawkins. Hey, Richard Dawkins. I'm out with Dawkins. Um, the, the guy who was handicapped. The car yeah. Losing. Yeah. Yeah. And guess what? His last papers are on. Oh. Okay. Quantum something. There is more than one universe. (laughs) There is more than one universe. The salad told me, and I think I told you, 26 universes with a 27th in the middle. I passed on my authority to pardon people after they died if they hadn't done anything to be helpful. And I said, that belongs to Jennifer. And Jennifer was made the first woman ever to be part of the cell the 27th member. We're busy. Nobody knows the story you've been told again in a little more detail today would in any circumstances other than these be the talk of the town. (laughs) Yet, all over the world, we are considered by the media to be non-persons, don't bring up their name. When I last spoke to uh, Jennifer, she mentioned something about an update. Um, uh, invest, uh, I guess the cells doing an investigation into they're working out 
um, I think either this year or supposed something to be this, this year, year, next year, and the year after. Yeah, that yeah. were scenarios. Four years in a row, right? Four. Starting with Super Bowl, what is it, uh, 52? The 52nd Super Bowl? I'm not sure what number Super Bowl is. Yeah, was that the number, 52 or 51? This year, um, last Super Bowl. Remember one two, thing? I think. Two. I th- I think it's two. The uh, the uh, number fifty two. Fifty two. Yeah. You got to remember is that fifty in Latin is the letter L. There is no L. So. Really, they're talking about number two. Why is there Noel? Well, Christmas tells you Noel, Noel, Noel. <laughs> so if you're if you're at number two, then number three would be 2019. Number four would be 2020. And a guy in New York there, I think, someplace, put a tattoo on his arm that I think it was for for Boston would win the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Uh, And in order, it may have been 51, I don't know. I don't follow that enough. Uh, he said, if I'm wrong and I've got uh, L, and and in Latin you would have to have 51, 52, 53, 54, would all be number ones. He said, I could just add an L and make it next year. Or add a <laughs> one and make it next year. <laughs> So I I suspect that's a code. So if it was one uh Super Bowl 51 that would mean uh 1819 no yeah, 18 would be 1 19 20 and 21. If it's 2 it ends at 20. But remember, you can never stop at zero, and number one is number two. So because of the fact that 2022, you remove the zero and make it number one, you're left with 222. Jennifer's email address is uh, Jen Doe two 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 at gmail dot com. Uh, 
but she didn't decide it for herself because she got to California and their daughter said, well, I, I'll set you up and gave her that number. So it's her daughter that gave her the number. Uh-huh. Gave her the, the code. So I have no doubt that information is transferred from mother to child through breastfeeding, but not through the food for maintenance in this world. The background of the nipple is the mammary, and while a child is feeding food for today, memories of the past flowing through the mother's memories go into the child. And if I'm correct, Jennifer and I were first made in 42,000 B.C. and have lived different numbers of lives, uh, learning different numbers of lessons along the way. And don't forget art, the ability to communicate without words is a rat. Rats, bats, cats, RBC. You're playing golf this afternoon, but I got to go feed some animals. So I hope you... Remember all of that and pass it on. Yeah, we'll do. Oh, okay. by the way, I, uh, I, we uh, I've been speaking to people from uh, Scotland. Two guys from Scotland. Yeah. And both both of them are named Andy. Coincidentally. Yeah. Say, and um. They they they're talking about they wanted to visit there uh, up there this summer, but they'll you know they thinking about maybe getting I don't know a trailer or something or, or maybe staying in a, a motel in the town and I don't know would come down to your place and I guess help around whatever you what you like might the need summer months. So, Spring to summer ish, next over the next few months. Yeah. For like a couple of weeks maybe, they were saying. Yeah. And don't forget their name Andy is DNA. Okay? Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah. No problem. They want, to, they want to try to contact you, they're not sure if A you'll answer, but they might they said they might be sending you um, like a physical letter so you can, you know, meet them through the letter or they're going to try to call if that's okay. Okay. But if they call and I can't recognize the phone number, we won't answer. 
Man, you definitely won't recognize the number. Well, yeah, so yeah, you, so I'll find out. You what, guys what maybe can get it from from them and pass it on to me. Anyways, uh, I gotta go okay. now. Okay, all right, all right, Glenn. All right. Bye. All right. All right.